Hello, it's We've Been Watching with Claire Woodward and David Stevenson. We're back for another week, Claire, and the sun is sort of cascading through the window here. I hope that it's doesn't gorgeous, mean, isn't it? I hope that doesn't mean the TV watching season is over because when the sun arrives, the programmes become absolutely rubbish, Norway. Yeah, and could they be any more rubbish than many of them are at the moment? I mean... Possibly not. I mean, some of them are getting some of them are getting worse and worse. We'll talk about that um, at some length because it's becoming a bit of a pain. But um, here's our list of reviews for this week. Call the Midwife, uh, BBC One new series, the 10th anniversary series, The Syndicate, BBC One continuing. Um, that's run off the rails in Glamorous Monaco. We'll look at that. ITV repeats Gino, Gordon and Fred. Oh, my Lord. We'll get on to that. And the little known show, Location, 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 um, which has become a staple in our family. And This Is My House is another staple in my family. So um, also BBC One. And we'll take a look at that. But let's start with Call the Midwife, which has made it for 10 years. It's now reached 1966. I mean, is this show going to go forever, do you think? It'd come up to, I don't know, 1999 to the millennium. and. Why not? Because um, I was born in <clears throat> 1965, and I have to say in the new series, the sight of all that NHS orange juice in the, in the mother and baby clinic brought it right back to me. So I think this is the great thing about Call the Midwife. You know, you've got older viewers remembering original series. And it's just taking people along with it, with their memories. I think it's absolutely fantastic. And uh, yeah, this week's episode where they're sort of bringing in, uh, there was a storyline about a child who was born disabled and it turned out his serviceman father had been in uh, involved in a sort of nuclear um, experiment uh, in the Pacific. Uh, and then they're sort of talking about private medicine as well. I mean, it's, it's, it's period, it's contemporary and it's still got a big warm heart and it's not wet and soppy and I think that's the reason it's so successful. No it's not, I mean it, well, it did have its sentimental moments along the way called the midwife yeah. but I think it's it's sort of hardened, darkened up as much as it can really. I mm. mean I, that there's the storyline of the Christmas Island uh, nuclear explosion victim I found very affecting really and of course the, the baby itself initially they thought it was a thalidomide victim which mm, they've mm. already covered so it was a clever piece of writing as well um but gosh i mean heidi thomas has got a real gift for weaving umpteen stories there must have been about 10 story threads in this some of them more significant than others i mean she's incredibly talented with this story i mean i don't think anybody else ever writes it it's only her well, I mean, and she's executive producer as well, isn't she? And her husband stars in it. So it's a real sort of, you know, family business. But I just love the way that she keeps, you know, the social issues are there and she keeps, but she doesn't bang on about them and they never seem forced in. No, exactly. Um, and I, and think I think that's what's going to happen with the Christmas Island storyline, I imagine. But it's a memory of that a story which began then. Um, and which took years of campaigning to get anybody to recognise it. And you can just feel the frustration already with the doctor who's campaigning that, you know, they're going to reach one brick wall after another, aren't they? So mm. it's brilliant to get it going at the start of the series. And it's possibly be 1999 before they'll get anywhere with it, really. Alas. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's the 20th series of Call the Midwife, which will, of course, be there. I mean, you know, everyone, you know, uh, goes on about, you know, hashtag be kind. But I think it's just nice to see people being nice to each other in Call the Midwife. Um, I think it's a perfect Sunday night show. And I, I love little things like, you know, the nuns having a fashion show this week oh yes and, what about um, the skirts was above the knee <laughs> yes i know and you just saw this shot of this you know this young woman pulling down her skirts below her knees it was just really it's really sweet and again it's that sort of classic older female driven television that we don't i don't think we see enough of you know there's lots of ages in it but these are older women making things happen as opposed to you know being cougars and having it off on Kitchen Islands, as uh, Emily Watson was last week. Um, it's just great to see these older women being part of the community and making things happen. You know, it's very, very satisfying for us older women. Did, are you saying, Claire, you don't want to watch Call the Cougar? <laughs> Maybe. That'd be great, wouldn't it? That's a great drama series about some uh, middle-aged woman who sets up uh, a, a brothel. Yeah, in the 60s. Yeah, we should make that. We should offer it to Netflix. We'll do that. We'll write that uh, for next week and we'll we'll put a trailer up for it, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, Maybe we could make it and put a, put a trailer on YouTube. So call the midwife. We'll give that five stars. Well, I will anyway. Yes, definitely, because it's such an enjoyable hour of television, just pure enjoyment, and it's got a big heart, so... Hooray for Call the Midwife. Well, let's talk about the syndicate, BBC One, which I think is halfway through its six-hour series, and I think it's descended into soapland. I mean, I didn't really expect it, but it's, it's a sort of young soap opera of people gadding around in Monaco chasing this phantom lottery win but then having crises over teenage pregnancies in their love life. I mean, I, I, have I just gone into sort of young Emmerdale by mistake? You know what? That's an absolutely brilliant way of putting it, David, because when I saw the first episode, I just thought, where are the older characters? You know, Mark Benton popped in and he's normally like a stalwart of dramas like this. And, and he was suddenly suddenly off as the man who sold the, um, the uh, was it a dog? Uh, oh, Duke. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a dog kennel that was it he sold the kennel um but I just wondered who were all these younger characters and I yeah it is like teenage Emmerdale that's a brilliant way of putting it uh, but you know but it has got um the usual Kay Mellor uh tropes in it hasn't it it being northern and people go people being a bit poor and you know betting too much on internet gambling and stuff like this but um it seems a bit uh, wrong, doesn't it, to be in sunny south of France? It is. I think, I think secretly they only had a budget for one day's filming in Monaco and they drove there <laughs> and they were so exhausted. They do, well, let's do one scene with Neil Morrissey in a bathtub and then the dog jumps in and then that'll be it, really. Yeah, it, I mean, it, I think it's, it seems odd to see Neil Morrissey playing characters like that, you know, because he played a baddie, didn't he, in Line of Duty? And now he's gradually playing a sort of daft baddie in this. You know, I think maybe it's a sign of um, his career that now he now he can play baddies. Now he's a little bit older and lost that baby face. Yeah, I just wish but... it wasn't so Scooby Doo. I just it is Scooby Doo does Casino <laughs> Royale, isn't it? I don't. I don't. Really yeah, they're like... all going round in that minibus, which plays as the mystery machine in Scooby Doo. 
and, and then uh, the mini bus will be hanging over the cliff let's we can only hope for that <laughs> yeah and then when neil morrissey goes and if it wasn't a few pesky kids at the end yeah I think we know how this is going to end, isn't it? But I didn't find it particularly satisfying. And, you know, I always think, again, you know, there's a real, you know, we know what Kay Mellor's going to do. It's going to be an ensemble piece. And every week we're going to find out something about one of the characters and blah, blah, blah. So I think one star, I'm fed up with the syndicate. I think it should get back on the plane and come home to Leeds, frankly. Yes, I agree. I mean, it's not really appointment to view television. So the sun is shining, and as I say, uh, that normally means that the TV seasons are changing as well, and there are fewer, better, newer programmes to watch. And it seems like ITV have already started doing this by having over five nights, four repeats, Casino Royale, and then Gino, Fred and Gordon doing their sort of trip around Europe. I mean, I just can't stand that show anyway. It's sort of half, you know, three and a half shouty men or something. I don't know. And then you had Fred running around in a Scottish field with these cows pulling his skirts up. I mean, fair enough. But, you know, I don't I I don't get that show. But the, the depressing thing was that that was that had the highest rating on Thursday night of any show across nine o'clock, which is sort of depressing. I mean, it only had 1.6 million viewers and that was the highest. So I'm afraid people are voting with their remote control at the moment and not putting up with any of this stuff. Well, and because, I mean, do we actually know how many, we, we don't know how many people are watching Netflix any one time or Amazon Prime or, or anything like this. We don't, you know, there are no figures available. Um, but I mean, you don't like that program, but enough people liked it to watch it again, probably. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's absolutely crazy. And I mean, um, you know, this ITV is stripping dramas, aren't they? On three nights, they stripped that drama uh, last close. week over too close. They stripped that for three nights over the week. And it's like, well, maybe if they saved it and made it a bit more of an event, you know, put it out week by week. I mean, you know, that, at least build some tension. Yeah, I mean, next week they're stripping another drama, um, Viewpoint with Noel Clark. So I'll be interested to see. Uh, I think that's over five nights. So possibly they were saving that up. So they had a completely dud week. But how cynical is that? Essentially, they sit around saying, well, let's just give them. What's, what's the best? What was the highest rating show we, we had three months ago? People will vaguely remember. I think it's actually two years ago. And mm. they bung that in. I mean, that's not the way to to do these channels people rely on these channels to be pretty good most of the year around okay let's have a few weeks off over the summer but not to suddenly go oh let's just bung this in and then a whole lot of bond movies as well so they're putting bond up against line of duty okay um but that's still you've got all these viewers there that aren't interested in line of duty and it's only getting about 10 million <laughs> yeah and the thing is as well now you've got channels you know you've got itv2 itv3 itvb and you know you've got the drama channel as well a lot of these programs are on other channels apart from itv for you to watch so um you know these these old shows they've probably been been seen once on itv then they go to another itv channel and then they come back to original ITV. I mean, it really is. That's a cynical really merry-go-round. Yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, it's a cynical merry-go-round. So get on with the television. We need a few more newer programmes and stop being so cynical. <laughs> 
So I thought we'd have a look at location, location, location. I don't really know why, but it's got to like 34th or 35th series. And we should note it on We've Been Watching because it is a staple in a lot of, in a lot of households, including mine. Um, and when I watched it this week, I thought it's sort of gone beyond property porn now, hasn't it? I mean, it's, it's the drama of whether anybody can afford the house they want, it strikes me. Yes, this week it was two couples looking at places outside Edinburgh, wasn't it? And Edinburgh is very expensive and genteel. And it was basically, um, you know, this couple had moved back from Hong Kong, hadn't they? And they, they thought they could buy a mansion. And in fact, they could buy a very big flat. And the, the disappointment from them and the schadenfreude from me was immense, I must say. Uh, because I'm looking to move at the moment and my idea of hell is watching property programmes. Um, really? And yet that should be inspiring you, shouldn't it? You should get in contact oh, well, with well, Phil and Kirsty. You know what, that's a very good point. But what was interesting this week was um, I found myself um, having a couple of days off and on Channel 5 in the morning I watched House Doctor with Anne Maurice. Gosh, I haven't seen that for years. I know, and it was, but it was a it was a repeat of um, you know these these early programs where Anne came and you know did did made over everyone's house to sell, and you know what? Even though it was dated, it was still incredibly watchable, which just goes to show what you were saying earlier. We never tire of property programs, you know. We never tire of looking around other people's houses and going, "Oh, that's terrible," or "That's lovely," or, I mean, as or. As I said earlier, the Schadenfreude of people we don't like not being able to find a house. And then, but then, of um, course, it's sort of always a happy ending, isn't it? I mean, the format mm. is a gift. It's still the makeover format, isn't it? You're you're making over these people's lives. You're saying, look, you know, your housing situation's awful. The only two people who can solve this, like superheroes, swoop in, Phil and Kirsty, and can sort it out. Um, and if you derived from Mars, you'd think Phil and Kirsty were actually a couple, wouldn't you? They're so incredibly chummy, aren't they, all the time? Yeah, and hasn't she started giving him a uh, a nickname? She's, uh, you know, she doesn't just call him Phil; she calls him something else I can't remember. But you know, they really are like a televisual couple. Yeah, and I mean, uh, it's stay, really rather sweet. It is quite sweet to stay together for that many series. I mean, I couldn't think there must not be another lifestyle program that has lasted as long as this. And it's got a lot to do with their relationship, hasn't it? Um, oh, absolutely. Maybe, or maybe I mean, they're just good at finding houses. Maybe they're just very good estate agents. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I think this is where this is this is actually their proper business. They're not just doing it for TV, are they? I mean, what I find interesting about all those things, like a place in the sun, where they try and find people properties abroad the thing about those things is nobody ever buys anywhere nobody ever buys anywhere at the end of those series or at least with um location location people do buy a, a property and it's kind of tied up at the end i mean the worst thing about yeah the worst thing about place of the sun it makes me not want to go to any of these places i mean even though they're, they're cheap i mean the places look absolutely awful and no one, no one wears a smile on their face. They're in the sun. Everything's lovely. You know, they've probably had a nice drink, a nice lunch. You'd think they'd be in a terrific mood and they'd buy anything. But people don't, do they? It's extraordinary. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but yeah, of, they are yeah. pokey rabbit hutches, aren't they? Especially the ones in Spain, you know, purpose built and filled with all that horrible orange furniture from the 1970s. Ugh.
we've sorted our property programs location 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 is still in prime number one position the prime the best piece of real estate in the sort of lifestyle show arena oh, very Yay. good yeah um let's also talk about this is my house which is a new format um a game show of a strange kind which uh was formatted by richard bacon the presenter i learned this week so good luck to him for coming up with a format that sort of works and it's another vehicle for stacy dooley and she needs some work doesn't she she does yeah she's just doing another podcast for radio five this week as well but um it, what strikes me is this is through the keyhole for plebs isn't it you know it's who lives in a house like this? Who lives in a Barrett house like this on an estate in a development? Um, and it strikes me that Stacey Dooley, they, it's, she's one of those stars, isn't she? They're looking for vehicles for her. And I don't think they mind what it is. They just want to put her in something in prime time. And she's engaging, but I don't know. I just, I don't think she's a great fit for this. No, I'm not sure about the, the show either. I mean, I've been trying to get into it over the last few weeks. And it's got Bill Bailey in it and I always laugh at him. And it had a Richard Madeley this week as well. And he was telling a lot of funny stories, including judging people's personality and how he did it, uh, including OJ Simpson when he interviewed him. And so I could tell it from the eyes. I'm going, oh my Lord. <laughs> Of course, Madeley's meant to double as Alan Partridge, which I think is very cruel, by the way. He's not Alan Partridge. He's better than Alan Partridge, isn't he? I, I think he's much better than Alan Partridge. I think, he's, I think he's very good. But, I mean, you know, Alan Partridge, we can talk about Alan Partridge next week, can't we? Because he starts Absolutely. Uh, this week on, uh, on uh, this new series. But, yeah... Um, Stacey Dooley show. I mean, it's nice, but it is, again, we cannot get enough property programmes. So, you know, any spin on property is, is more than welcome, isn't it? Well, happy viewing, Claire. That's our, that, I mean, we'll, we'll give Location Location five stars for still being there. And this is my house, probably two and a half stars, because I imagine that will come back um because it's it's but such if, a good vehicle for celebrities they're all over it sometimes you can get seven celebrities in one show that's got to be good well their agents will love it won't they but i mean for me it's another daytime show that's ended up in an evening slot well happy viewing next week claire and um it's time to go and tidy up our respective houses <laughs>